If you speak without Christ speaking, you're going to turn people off. You're going to say things that God hasn't called you to say. Here Jonah is being called to this great, great city to preach the message to who that I tell you to preach. And what was the message? Repent. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Well, it's good to have you with us today as Raul continues our study of Jonah's unusual faith journey. Best known for his three-day stay in the belly of a giant fish, Jonah struggled with obeying God's call to preach a message of mercy in Nineveh, an evil city. As you stay with us here on Somebody Loves You Radio, you'll get a challenge to learn from Jonah's reluctance and share the gospel with even the most difficult people in your life. In Jonah chapter 3, here's Raul Reese. I call the title of my message, Revival in Nineveh. If there was a time like this in Nineveh that we need a revival, is today, like never before. You'll see what I mean by this. Revivals are common in the old days. Back in the 1800s, there were many, many revivals by people that God would raise up like Moody and others, Dr. Billy Graham. For all this time, he went to every part of the world, preached the gospel of Jesus Christ and preached Jesus. And today we're watching to see what God is intending to do. But I know that I have to keep in the word of God, I have to keep in prayer. I have to keep in fellowship with other believers Because if God's going to do something, the church is needed together. We need to be together. Well, here in the book of Jonah, these people are the meanest people in the whole world. They kill babies. They demean people. They take their eyes out. They cut their limbs off. No pity, nothing. And God says, I want you to go to these people and I want you to preach them. My love, my grace, my mercy. Jonah doesn't want to go. I wouldn't want to go either. Jonah wants to see them get judged by God. I don't know if you have anybody in your life that you want God to judge. Someone in your family. They've hurt you. They've done things to you. That you really don't want them to be saved. You want them to go to hell. But this is the reason Jesus Christ came into the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's why you're here today, John 3.16. People were praying for you. People continue to pray for you. And so if God's grace was given to you, we need to allow to give God's grace to others in our families. Others are friends. Others are enemies, which is hard to do. Jonah had that type of a heart. Lord, man, wipe them out. I will go, but I want you to wipe them out. So he begins in chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. D.L. Moody said this. He said, the best way to revive a church is to build a fire in the pulpit. 
among pastors. If the pastor doesn't have a fire in the pulpit, then there'll never be a revival. The church will never, ever be revived. Very important. Verse 10 of chapter 2, you don't have to turn there. I wrote it here. He says this, Then the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto the dry land where he sent him. So God's in control of the fish, God's in control of Jonah, and God's in control of the message that he's going to deliver. He begins in verse 1, he says this, And now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, So here it is again, Jonah coming back. He wants to do what God called him to do. So Jonah becomes the instrument, just like you and I are instruments of God. We are the instruments of Jesus Christ. But it says that that instrument, not only the grace of God was demonstrated here, but the second time, and the third time, and the fourth time, and the fifth time, that God will use my life. And maybe you'll just get one chance. Maybe two chances, like Jonah, maybe three, maybe four. But surely you don't want to take the risk of God speaking to you three or four or five times. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church. We're the church. The Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit of God. When you got saved, nobody really let you, but the Holy Spirit. You went to church, got connected in a church, you got a Bible, you start reading the Bible, you start learning about Jesus as you're going book by book, and then you begin to get knowledge, and you begin to share the gospel with other people because you got excited about reading how God spoke to you, and you want people to get saved. That's what happened to me. Jonah thought his son would never come. He thought he could go 2,000 miles away from God. How far can you go from God? When you're running from God, he's going to pursue after you. That's why he's God. He never sleeps. And when he comes to us, it's because he loves us and he wants to use your life to bring glory and honor to, to him. And that's why here God is speaking to Jonah. He says, Jonah, listen to the word of the Lord. He says, he came to Jonah a second time saying, what did he say to Jonah? Verse 2. The command given. Notice. Get up and go. Paul talks about being in heavenly places. In the book of Ephesians. 42 times he talks about that. Being in the heavenly places mean you surrender your life to Jesus Christ. And not only the Holy Spirit is in your life, but you're growing spiritually. You're no longer in the world. You're in Christ Jesus. And as you develop and grow by the word of God, then God can begin to give you his perfect will. And you will do his perfect will. And here when he calls Jonah, notice the command, arise and go to Nineveh. Where has God called you to go? Take Nineveh and put where God has called you to do. To your family? To preach the gospel to your friends? To your employer, your employees? People need Jesus. God called Jonah because this heathen country of the Ninevites, Assyria, they were the worst. Gentiles. 
And the Lord had not dealt with the Gentiles yet. And God told Jonah, Jonah, you're a Jew born in Nazareth. I'm going to send you to talk to these Gentiles. And you're going to take my message. And he said, no, I'm not going. So he went over to Spain and he got caught and then came back. Now he's there. He says, what are you going to do? Get up and go to Nineveh. That great city. And do what? And preach to the message that I tell you. You should underline that. Because God says here, I'm going to give you the message. You don't speak unless I speak to you. That's important. If you speak without Christ speaking, you're going to turn people off. You're going to say things that God hasn't called you to say. But when you're praying and you're reading, and you're asking God to use your life, He says, and preach to it the message that I tell you to preach. That is so important. Here Jonah is being called to this great, great city to preach the message to who that I tell you to preach. And what was the message? Repent. Notice here. So Jonah, what does he do? He obeys God. He disobeyed him. Now he's obeying him. And Jonah got up and he went to Nineveh. According to who? According to the word of the Lord. Underline that. He was obedient to go now. The power of the word of God. According to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city. A three day journey. Notice in extent. Huge. Huge city. As a matter of fact I wrote down here. He says. The great city had over 1500 towers. An inner and outer wall. The inner wall was over 100 feet tall. And wide enough to three chariots could ride upon that. There were nearly one million people in around Nineveh. The historians write to confirm it. So here is the city of heathens that are horrible. They're killers. And God says, I want you to go. And Jonah says, no. Lord, I've heard about them. There's no way. And God says, you're going to go because I've called you to do that. Verse 4. And Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. It was a three-day journey. The city was huge. Then he cried out and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. The shortest message in the Bible. Forty days and you're done. God's going to get rid of you. This is it. You either obey or you're going to be judged by God. You know what's amazing? When he preaches that sermon, he walks out, goes on top of a hill, and he sits down and says, okay, God, bring the fireworks. I want to see it. He hate them so much. Lord, go ahead and destroy them. But the grace of God is so different. Every one of us should be dead. Every one of us should be in hell. But what did God do? He sends somebody, you watch a program or radio program or TV program or Billy Graham, whoever it is, and he brought you to your knees and you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that's why you're here. And Jonah came to that place in his life where he was submitted, and yet he says, 40 days in Nineveh shall be totally overthrown. Totally.
This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We're committed to coming alongside you with the life-shaping truth of God's Word. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 for even more resources, including a faith-challenging CD pack simply titled Obey. Now, with more of the message, Revival in Nineveh, here's Raul Reese once again. Verse 5. So the people of Nineveh believed God. Isn't that heavy? Man, Jonah was mad. The people believed just on a little message. And the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaiming a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. You know what's interesting here? The response of the people. A million. The response of the people. Wicked. And as you look at these people that are being not only preached to the word of God. That as the king. The king heard the message. The king repented. And then everybody repented. Through one person. Through one person we believe the gospel of Jesus Christ was that Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Can you imagine the other nations of the world hearing about the Ninevites, the Assyrians? They were wicked. The nations were afraid of them. And here now God decides by His grace, by His love, by His mercy, I'm going to save them to blow people away. And doesn't God do that with your life, my life? It blows people away the way you used to be before, but now they see you totally different. The Holy Spirit has done a work in your life because you repented, because you heard the word of God. The response, repentance, verse 6. And then the word came to the king of Nineveh. Watch this. And he got up from his throne, laid aside his robe, and cover himself with sackcloth and ashes. Imagine that. He got up in front of everyone, took off his robe. He got up and noticed from his throne and set outside his robe and covered himself with sackcloth and said in ashes. Sackcloth. They used to have these uh, coats, animal coats where it was smooth inside, but they turned them on the other side, and they were totally, I mean, they give you rashes. It would irritate your flesh. The ashes were put on your head, rubbing ashes. The Jews did that too. They take the ashes, rub them on their head, put these coats on them. It would be all night long irritated your whole body. And the king did that to show people they repented. So the Jews do the same thing. They repented. He goes on to say, verse 7, And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his noble saying, this is what the king says, this is a special decree calling everyone to pay attention because this is what we're going to do. Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything and do not let them eat or drink water. I want you to fast. And don't drink anything. Nobody's going to eat, but we're going to fast. And I want you to take these ashes, put them in your head, put the coat around you. And I want you to be irritated because that's what a sign of repentance. That you and myself are repenting before God. 
Immediately, what do they do? They repent. And now immediately they begin to worship Jehovah Yahweh God. Never read the Bible. Never. The Holy Spirit came along and they saw something that Jonah not only had. And that was the message and the messenger. We are messengers and we have a message right here. That message is so important to give to other people. As he said here in verse 7, and he caused it to be proclaimed and published to Rod Nineveh by the decree of the king, his noble saying, let neither men nor beasts er, nor flock taste anything and do not let them eat or drink water. He takes them to the place where he wants them to be. True conversion. Verse 8. But let men and beasts be covered with sackcloth, also the animals, and cry mightily to God, real God there, G-O-D, capital G, yes, let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. The declaration, hey, repent, repent. You can't be the same person you used to be before. God has touched your life. Amen. They were seeing people that they knew at this particular time that something had happened to them, and all of a sudden the whole nation got touched by God. And here Jonah has given this message, and this king is willing to submit to the lordship of Christ. He gets saved, the people get saved, and now they have a nation that believes in God. And Jonah is blown away. Totally blown away. Verse 9. Who can tell if God will turn and relent? The judgment of God is coming. Who knows if God will not bring his judgment? They were praying. God, please don't judge us. And Jonah, Lord, judge them. Who can tell if God will turn, relent, and turn away from his fierce anger? So that we may not perish. Notice that. How beautiful. They're praying to Jehovah Yahweh God. And asking for his grace. His love and mercies. What Jonah is praying to God. Wipe him out. Then he says this verse 10. Here's God's response. And God saw their works. What did he see? He saw the works of repentance. You see, God sees and knows people if they really, truly have repented. God says here to Jonah, then God saw their works, which means God sees everything that they had turned from their evil ways, repentance. If therefore, if any man is in Christ Jesus, all things become new. And God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them. He was going to judge them. He was going to destroy them. The rest of the verse, and he did not do it. He did not do it. His grace, his love, his mercy that he had. Can you imagine how Jonah felt? He goes up into a hill. He sits there and he says, okay, God, bring it on. I'm going to watch you destroy the city and the people of the city. And yet God saves them. And God says, Jonah, pray. For these people. A lot of times we need to pray for ourselves. That God can change our hearts. 
He can change my heart. He can change your heart. So that we can do exactly what God has said to do, not what we want to do. And then receive the blessing of God. Because you were obedient to what God had called you to do. Number one is to repent. Number two, to do what? To fast and pray. And if you have any medical problems, I would ask your doctor if you can fast. Don't do it without your doctor's consent. And when you fast, one day, two days, three days, however you want to do, don't do it 40 days, you won't be here. But when you fast, you're doing it for a purpose. You want God to touch your life. You want God to work in your life. And when you do that, a couple of days later, you'll begin to see what well, God really works. He really works. And when he works, he works in my life and he works through my life. As he will with you too. Because it's important that I understand that he saw true repentance here. And God saw true repentance, their works, that they turned from their evil way. And God relented from the disaster that he was about to bring upon them. And he did not do it. Because of his love. He had compassion on them. And he saw their hearts. We hope that today's message has been a motivation for you to share the good news of the gospel with those around you, viewing everyone through the eyes of God's mercy. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To hear today's program again, we can send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. Just call 800-634-9165 and ask for Raul's lesson titled, Revival in Nineveh. Well, we have Raul with us once again in the studio to give us some insight into more of this amazing story of Jonah and the people of Nineveh. Raul, a lot of people point to the response of the people of Nineveh to Jonah's preaching as evidences of one of the greatest revivals in history. But the irony is it really didn't begin that way, did it? Yeah, he didn't want to go, number one. And uh, because he didn't want to go, God says, well, I'm going to show you what I have for it. Because a lot of times, you know, we don't really want to do something that we see with natural eyes. And when we go there and we see what God has done, he's opened our spiritual eyes. And then we go, wow, I didn't expect for God to do this. And that's what he did with Jonah. There may be someone listening who feels like God is calling them to step out in faith and to go in a particular place. But fear can be a real obstacle. How can someone begin that first step? There's only one way, and I think that's on your knees. I'm afraid, Lord. I'm embarrassed, Lord. Whatever it is, Lord, before I go out, I need you. I do the same thing. I mean, it's very hard to stand before people because you see their eyes. You see their expressions. And so when I go out, I go, Lord, you got to help me. You know, the message has to go into my heart before I can give it to them. So when I study at night and I come here and I finish my studies, I'm always saying, okay, Lord, how is this message going to affect me? So he shows me. Then I can tell people and affects them because we hear about it. And I think that's the best way to really be open. Not only open, you have to be willing to do that. I was watching Prince Charles last night a little bit when he was called. Well, you know, my wife watches it. So he was there and, you know, his mother didn't want him to do what he did. But that was him. He told the queen, listen, that's, I'm not you. This is me. And she was trying to teach him the formal way when he wasn't really formal. And that's always a problem. We want to be like somebody else when we should be Christ-like. That's the best place. 
Well, we'd like you to stay with us and lead us in prayer in just a few moments, if you would. But first, we'd like to tell you about Rawls' four-part CD series, simply titled Obey. It's a study that will challenge you to dig into God's Word to learn more about living in the center of His will. You'll see that when you fully submit, the Lord will richly bless you and use you in meaningful ways. So act now to order Rawls' four-CD series centered on the strength of obedience. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you this resource for a gift of $19 or more. Once again, that phone number is 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. This is a listener-supported ministry, and we thank you for partnering with us to keep these Bible-based programs on the air. Roll as we close out today's program, would you mind praying for those in our audience who might be listening and hesitating for some reason to speak out for Christ? Sure. Father, we come before you, Lord, to pray for these people, Lord God, male, female, Lord God, that are going through these uh, fears, that are going through these embarrassments, Lord God, whatever it may be, Lord. Lord, you're the only one that can touch our lives, the only one that can change our lives, Lord. And Lord, I pray for your people, which are called by your name, that you would please use them, give them the power to speak, give them the ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying, and the mouth I need to speak spiritually to whoever they're speaking to. In Jesus' name, amen. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.